Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. Episode number 67. Cruising along, y'all. Today's episode is called You Are What You Seek, The Power of Inner Fulfillment. Now, the whole concept of my show is based on order within ourselves. That does not mean that we live ignorant or blind to the world that we're a part of. The power of creating inner fulfillment and leveraging our inner worlds is that we are dictating and creating from our source of power, which is within us. We all hold within us a spark, a seed of creation. There are many names for that concept. It's the the essence of our soul. It's where the soul energy comes from. It's our God, creator, divine energy, the universe, whatever you want to call it. But all of us, as created beings, are given this source of life. And how we leverage that source of life and how we lean into that source of life really dictates the experiences that we have, the level of fulfillment that we have, and the meaning that we experience on planet Earth. Without that, life is very difficult. I've lived parts of my life very inward and very external. And the the most unfulfilled times in my life were when I was focused everything outside of myself, er, everything very external. In today's show, we're going to be talking about how these concepts of inner fulfillment and happiness come from within ourselves and what that actually even means and, and go into depth on this concept and how we can apply it in our life so we can understand exactly what that means and why it's so important to find inner fulfillment in ourselves, to find validation within ourselves, as opposed to seeking external validation and focusing the entirety of our fulfillment and satisfaction based on material possessions, and how that leads us to feel very dissatisfied and empty. So when we go into seeking the, the seeking out into the world, what we're actually doing is seeking ourselves. We're seeking the answers outside of ourselves when the answers lie within. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to learn from other people. That doesn't mean that we're not going to lean and leverage books and mentors and that information isn't going to come from outside of ourselves. But what it means is the internal compass, that internal guidance system is directing our lives. It's leading our path forward. It's the compass that we leverage and and allow to navigate our existence based on our internal self, that spark of creation. And that's going to be different for each of us. Those values, those goals, those perspectives that we all carry are going to be unique to each of us. But the power that we all hold within us and our ability to leverage and lean into that internal power will dictate 
our level of personal development and well-being. So we're first going to talk about the illusion of external fulfillment. We're going to look at the journey within. We're going to lean into embracing imperfection and growth. We're going to look at gratitude and mindfulness. We're going to look at living a meaningful life. And then we're going to wrap the episode. So initially, we're looking at societal conditioning and the illusion of external fulfillment that comes from seeking happiness and fulfillment outside of ourselves. So something I think as a, an American citizen, we talk about the pursuit of happiness. As a, as th- that's your right. It's your right to pursue happiness. But actually in the time of the writing of that, the pursuit of happiness actually meant the practice of happiness. So practice wasn't something, or happiness wasn't something that we pursue. It was actually something that we practice. And practices come from within ourselves. That's an internal component that we carry to the external world. But the world that we live in now teaches us that buying things, having status, consuming, doing all these external things are what create fulfillment in us. But that's a lie. It's an illusion. And there's we are benefit we benefit the in the modern day now with the research and all the science that we've learned about our brains neuroscience the science of fulfillment of success we all have a baseline that we carry within us that basically is our reflection of our everyday life and that baseline is pretty set for most of us now we can do work And we can heal a lot of the internal strife that we feel. We can work on our emotional strength, our emotional wounds. We can work on our spiritual selves. We can work on the broken relationships that we may have to our family members. We can do all that work inside of ourselves to level up our baseline, our day-to-day baseline. But for the majority, like for all of us, we have a baseline that's consistent. And We can have experiences that take us above that baseline, but ultimately it falls back down. So with consumption and consumerism, we're always going to fall back to our baseline. Even when we have that new house or that new job or partner, we buy the car we've always dreamed about or the purse or whatever it may be, we'll have a temporary experience of excitement, an elevation of that baseline. But then over time, we get used to that and we adjust to it and we fall back down to our base of our everyday living and experience. That happens with all of us. That's a process that's been uncovered through studying our brain and how we operate, that all of us rise and fall back to that baseline. But that baseline is consistent for each of us. And so no matter how much we may spike that baseline and have those peak experiences, we're always going to fall back to to the average everyday base that we carry within us. So consumerism... And, and buying things and having these experiences trick us into believing that is sustainable by continuously hitting that high and coming back down and then you need to do it again. If we don't recognize the loop that is, we become trapped by it. That's the essence of the rat race, keeping up with the Joneses, the hedonic treadmill, which is basically keeping us locked in this state of consumption where we're required to peak, fall, peak, fall, peak, fall. And without recognizing that, we get trapped and we are in a perpetual loop of dissatisfaction. And because of that, we need more and more and more. When we're 
looking outside of ourselves for this type of hit, that type of feeling that we need to elevate our baseline, we need more and more of those things. So what initially worked wears off and we need more of that. So as an example, let's say we're, we're, if we're coffee drinkers, most of us, if we really love that high, we need more and more and more and more coffee. The same thing with alcohol or purchases that this, all this stuff applies. Just like I was saying, it, it rises and falls. But as we elevate our baseline, as we change the baseline, it's required, we require more and more things to get the hit that we initially got. This is also why porn is so dangerous because it trains our brain to want more and more and more of those things. And often that means going farther and further away from where we started. So things can get very out of hand very quickly. This happens a lot. It becomes very addictive. And that's the deception of it. Is that without, without that awareness and without recognizing the cycle and that we rise and fall back to our baseline, regardless of what we accomplish or what we purchase or where we move to, we always come back to our baseline. If we don't recognize that, we're going to be consistently seeking consumption and external validation for a never-ending cycle, which leaves us wanting more and feeling unsatisfied because that's what ends up happening. Is the, the sad part of that is that you end up feeling more and more dissatisfied, more and more dissatisfied, although you're consuming more and more things and you're seeking more external validation. The same thing with social media as an example. If you're seeking external validation and you're looking at it from the perspective of how many followers do I have? How many likes do I have? Now, I'm a content creator, so I know. I know the trap of this. I want to grow my account, but I want to do it in a meaningful way that feels aligned with who I am. So I'm not going to sacrifice my well-being to get likes or I'm not going to sacrifice my authenticity and the message that I want to share to grow my account at a rapid pace. Because I'm aligned with my values and I want to share a message that I really believe in. But it's easy to get caught in that cycle of external validation when we're chasing those things. Because again, all of these things give us dopamine hits and that makes us feel good and we feel good in the moment and then we move on. We drop back down to our baseline. But if you recognize this, this is very similar to the cycle of addicts. Up, down, up, down. You have these very high highs and then you crash. Without that steady internal state, we're relying on external needs, validations, consumptions, all those things, and we continuously feel like we need more, like there's a void that we're trying to fill. And that carries us into this next section of the show is so many of us fill a void within ourselves that we can't fill outside. We can't fill it through consumption. We can't fill it through drugs. We can't fill it through partners or sex or porn or money or products or anything. The void that we fill within is only fillable by the, the needs of the soul, the spirit, the heart. That's where that fulfillment comes from. The void that we all fill is not fillable by external things. So that's why this internal relationship is so important. And by shifting inward and recognizing that there's an entire world that lives within us and the concept of self-awareness and self-discovery really illuminates here because that seed, that spark that I mentioned at the top of the show 
is unique to each of us. And there's a journey within that seed, a path that we all cultivate that's unique to us, that is awaiting us when we activate this journey, when we turn within and we start to explore, who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What is, what is my reason for being? Those are the questions of creation, of godhood, of power, of that is the seed and the way of self. That's the inner way. But those questions, why you're here, your purpose, your creative pulls, all of those things will be unique to you and only you will have the answer to those things. And that's why the title of the show is You Are What You Seek. So if you're seeking fulfillment in the world, maybe that's in a partner, in a career, in a place that you want to live, that doesn't mean that we don't change those things. That doesn't mean that we aren't seeking partners and that we aren't trying to align ourselves to great careers. The key is alignment. When we're searching without an internal compass, which is our heart, it starts with that seed and connects to our heart. That heart guides us on the journey of self-discovery. Without that compass, we're just aimlessly floating through the world. And there are endless options of things out there for meaning, for power, for truth that we can find in the world that may not align with who we are within, though. And that's where we can cross ourselves up. So when we're looking outside of ourselves for answers, instead of looking within and going within ourselves to determine who we are, what matters to us, the goals that we have, the life that we want to live, the things that we carry within, we are rudderless in a world of infinite possibilities. That's terrifying. So when we understand and we begin to take the time to explore who we are and we look at ourselves and we understand our values, we understand our purposes, we explore purpose and passion in a way that it relates to us and who we are and the things that matter to us, we can begin to uncover the essence of who we are, that spark and source of creation. Those values, those passions, those purposes will be unique to you. No one can give you those things. People can be symbols, they can be beacons, they can be inspirations, but ultimately you are the answer. I can't tell you what your purpose is. I can't tell you your values and passions. I can tell you values, passions, and purpose that I have. Values for me are family, honesty, integrity, truthfulness, being noble, being strong. I believe in healthy masculinity. I believe in healthy femininity. I believe in balance. I believe that we all have this creative spark within us. The values that I hold are connected to our creator. I believe that we are one family. We are all tied together through that family and our connection through our Creator. And therefore, that promise of eternity is available to all of us if we choose it. I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about politics. I'm passionate about sports and nature and being with my family. I'm passionate about healthy food and eating right and living a balanced life and being in good shape. I love being an athlete and playing sports. I want to get into jiu-jitsu. I haven't done that yet, but I've been drawn to the martial arts and being skilled. These are things that matter to me. Purpose for me is about living true to who I am and serving our creator, honoring my family, honoring my community, being authentic and true to who I am. Those are things that matter to me, but you have to find those things. Now, you may find pieces of that and say, you know what? That really resonates with me. I really like that. That's awesome. 
But ultimately, that's what I was saying earlier is we can have inspirations. We can have guides. We can have people that are out there in the world helping us and we can see clues and breadcrumbs. All the people that I've read in my adult life have left breadcrumbs for me, spiritual crumbs throughout there. Christ has always been my greatest role model and one that inspired me the most out of all the enlightened beings of existence, but I love Buddha. We've got pictures of Buddha in our home. We have little statues of Buddha in our home. One of my great friends, Allie and Katie, they gave me a wooden carving of Buddha for officiating their wedding out in California a few years ago. That's in my wife and I's master room. It's beautiful, but I see the value in many of these enlightened beings throughout time. So we're looking for value and crumbs from those people that align with us. The key is take what works and leave the rest. That's it. Read and explore information. It's a journey. But that's the key is what I mean is within us is that we're interacting with the world outside of us. We're interacting with information, books, speakers, leaders, people of the past, relationships, spaces, areas. The key is how does it feel to us? Does it resonate with us? Does this align with who we are? And only we can make that decision. Only you can make that decision. And that's the power that we hold within us is we're looking at the world and we're gauging that external world against our internal values, principles, and passions. And does that align with my purpose? Is that true to who I am? I am the creator and dictator of my life. And that is there because of the spark of creation that all of us have been given. And that's the way I am deciding to use my creative power. I want to be an example for you out there to say, hey, this is how I'm doing it. Now, what do you want to do with yours? Because we need enlightened, awakened creators now more than ever. There's so much nonsense and madness in the world. We need heavily dedicated truth seekers who are committed to the path of selfhood and finding strength within themselves and making decisions for their, from their own mind. And that means looking at the world around us, assessing information, discerning what is, and then making that decision and moving forward from that perspective. The, the, the level of happiness and contentment that comes from aligning our lives with our authentic selves is unmatched. All the partying, sex, drugs, all the stupid stuff that I was doing many years ago that left me empty. And when I talk about this in my content, when I say it's immoral, I'm not saying because people are going to hell. It's because it degrades ourselves. We degrade that spark of creation within us and it leads to sadness depression, loneliness, isolation. That's the immorality of it. Not going to hell, but it creates our own personal hells on earth when we do that. So when I say immorality based to these things, connected to this way of living, it's because we're disconnecting from our authentic being, which limits and minimizes our ability to feel fulfillment and meaning in our lives today. And living true to our authentic being and loving and encompassing all that we are with deep compassion and acceptance for who we truly are, warts and all, all the weirdness and everything, is the most ultimate feeling of peace and inner contentment that you can have. And it's all possible through connecting with your authentic self, which is unique to you and to everyone. But we have to go through the process of discovering and exploring that self and defining what that means by spending time with who we are and looking within ourselves. 
This next section is going to look at embracing imperfection and growth and why that's so important on our journey of selfhood. The significance of leaning into imperfection and to grow is imperative. We don't grow without recognizing that mistakes, imperfections, shortcomings, learnings are all part of the process. So embracing imperfection to grow is critical. And the inner world is riddled with growth and imperfection. All of us are imperfect. All of us make mistakes. All of us do dumb things. All of us get it wrong. All of us are flawed. Everyone on the planet is flawed. There is not a perfect human being on, a, on the planet in existence. So embrace that. It's a key component of growth. Without that, if we're stuck in perfection mode, we never take risks. We never take chances. We never make mistakes because we see that as a sign of weakness, as a sign of incompetence. But the reality is that we gain competence by going through incompetent phases. And that's why embracing imperfection is so powerful. Understanding that challenges, when we view them with a different frame of mind, can be seen as opportunities for growth. And that's a key component to living that inner world, living true to who we are from within, is going to be leaning into the growth process and imperfections and cultivating a level of self-compassion and acceptance for who we are to cultivate a safe inner space within ourselves. The world is crazy and insane and confusing and can be a violent, cruel place. It, within ourselves, until we learn to create that environment, our inner states often reflect the world that we're a part of, reflects our society, our family, our culture. Until we begin to heal and create harmony within ourselves. All of us have this work to do, depending on the environment we grew up in and the experiences that we've had as humans. But the role of compassion and acceptance in this is how we create that inner sanctuary and how we create an inner fulfillment and balance that usually doesn't exist in us unless we are intentional about this work. We get that, we get to that point by being compassionate towards ourselves, all of what we are. That's why embracing imperfection is so important. Understanding that mistakes are a part of the process. They are good things. View mistakes as indicators for adjustments. That's all they are. They're not a weakness. They're not an indicator of your lack of smarts or abilities or talents. They're simply indicators for adjustment. If we do that, if we can be compassionate towards ourselves, if we can accept all that we are, warts and all, if we can accept our background, if we can accept the struggles that we've been through, if we can embrace and accept the parents that we had, if we can learn to understand that what our parents may have done to us was usually not intentional. Most parents mean well. They intend for us to do well, but they just don't know how to do a lot of these things. A lot of them don't even have this compassion and acceptance for themselves, so how in the world could they teach it to us and show us that way? Usually, in the world that we live, we have to cultivate that level of self-compassion and self-acceptance within ourselves first. And we do that by exploring that inner world, engaging with who we are from within, and applying compassion to who we are and embracing it, leaning into all the, the warts, the ugliness, the pain, 
the sadness, all those kind of difficult emotions that a lot of us carry around. We have to lean into those things to understand and know that they are communicating to us. They are indicators of where we are in our relationship to ourself. And if we're carrying around a sense of discontentment, a sense of isolation, a sense of sadness and depression, that's usually tied to the relationship that we have with ourselves and the beliefs that we carry as individuals. So understanding that and leaning into that process can help us grow and evolve and heal as a person. It's a very powerful process. So let go of that pressure to be perfect and instead focus on continuous learning and improvement. That's the journey of life. That's the path that we're on is commit yourself to a lifelong journey of growth and improvement and continuous learning. And there is no such thing as a mistake. The only mistake then is quitting. That's the only true failure is that we give up. Now, Pivoting isn't the same as giving up. Sometimes we have to pivot into a different direction, a different focus, but we continue to take action. We continue to pursue our goals and follow our hearts. When we give up is when that falls. That's the only failure. Everything else is learning and growth. If we embrace that mindset, nothing can stop us. Which leads us into, as we're growing and improving, being grateful and mindful can be very powerful tools as well to experience that inner fulfillment. So we want to have, and there's an ice cream truck driving right by now. Sorry for that if you hear it. But being grateful and mindful can be powerful tools to experience inner fulfillment as well. So by cultivating these gratitude shifts and focusing from what we lack to what we have, we can foster a sense of abundance and contentment for the life that we have now. Realizing that what we talked about earlier, having more things and stuff won't make us feel better. If As long as we have enough money to live and to do the things that we want to do, going far beyond that doesn't really bring us fulfillment. So finding things to be grateful for in our lives now, we can do that now no matter where we are. And the more successful we become, the more important it is to have gratitude and to be mindful for the journey that we've been on and the things that we've done in our careers, in our lives. Because without that, we forget how far we've come. We forget the things that we've created. We forget the changes and the growth that we've facilitated by taking action and committing to this path of growth. All of this comes from within us. And we can shift that mindset of gratitude by recognizing what is, being thankful for the fact that we even got a shot to live on the planet at this point, being thankful for the weather, being thankful that we have a place to live, being thankful for the friends that we have, for the relationships that we may have, for the car that we have. If you're struggling financially or whatever it may be, if you can, if you can find those moments of gratitude and just be thankful for the things that you do have, you'll find that more comes to you because you're honoring what is. When we don't honor what is already in our life, it's hard to get more of what we desire because we're saying to life, we don't care about what we have, so why would life provide us with more? But when we honor what we have, this is the power of gratitude, when we honor what we have, we are showing life and creation that we are worthy of more because we're honoring what is, what we have now, and we're open to more because we're going to honor that with gratitude and mindfulness. So taking a a perspective of gratitude can shift us 
from what we don't have to what we do have to help us gain more of what we desire because it's coming from a place of gratitude. And mindfulness ties into this too because ultimately being mindful is about being aware of ourself, our mindset, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, where we are now. And by tuning in to where we are now and being present with who we are now, we can uncover things that are stressing us out, making us anxious. And often just the practice of being mindful of the moment, finding our breath, observing something intently, doing something. Uh, we, I learned PQ reps, so rubbing your fingers together, which is to, to find a moment of mindfulness, ultimately tuning into the act of rubbing our fingers together. Breath works a lot too, but the key point is, is that single-minded focus on the thing that we're doing to ground ourselves in the moment. Being mindful can be an incredible tool, especially in stressful situations. If we can find that peace within ourselves for a moment, to simply be, to garner and anchor that moment, we can realize that often the things that are bothering us and stressing us out are kind of silly. It's not even worth the stress that we're carrying around and they can melt away. That's the power of mindfulness and our awareness is by applying it in our own lives, we can kind of melt away the heaviness and stress that often comes with modern living in the world that we currently find ourselves. So by combining gratitude and mindfulness, we can elevate our mindsets, our sense of being and energy to attract the vision that we have that we desire in our lives and the way that we want to live now. So gratitude and mindfulness are very powerful and we talk about it a lot, but executing it, doing it is critical. That's why those moments are so powerful. And then it leads us in here to the last section, which is living a meaningful life. And the way we create meaning in our lives is by this inner world. When we neglect our inner state, when we live solely outside of ourselves, when we are running away from our internal world, it's really impossible to live a meaningful life. Meaning is derived from the internal states, the values, the principles, the perspectives that we carry. That is where meaning is created. It's not found anywhere else. So without an inner world, it's really impossible to live a meaningful life. And so by doing this, by connecting with who we are, by finding those values, by understanding our passions, by looking at purpose that we feel connected to and feel aligned with, we can begin to start to live a life of meaning because we've uncovered what we are and who we are and what matters to us. And the upside of this, guys, is it continues, continues to evolve over time. This work is never done. It becomes a practice, a practice of meaning and awareness and contentment because we evolve, we change, we expand, we grow, and we move on to other things. This is the adventure and journey of life, the call to adventure, is that once we accomplish something else, Let's go to the next thing. All right, now the next thing. And then we continue to evolve and grow. And it's the process that brings us fulfillment, not the thing that we're seeking, not a future state, not some end state, but living the journey and being present in the journey. That's the path to a meaningful life, is being present and embracing the process, the journey of existing. Because if we're focusing on some external down the line, in state, we're never going to find peace in the moment. And peace and fulfillment and contentment and meaning only come from now. And if we're projecting ourselves out or back, it's going to be nearly impossible to find a moment of peace and contentment and meaning in our now, which is all we have is now.
And the difference, the way we live that meaningful life is once we uncover these values, we align our actions and our choices with those values and purpose to experience that deeper sense of satisfaction. That's how we live meaningful, full lives is we uncover who we are. We embrace the continuous experience and journey of self-discovery and self-mastery and creating from within using this inner perspective, recognizing that we are what we seek, and then going and moving from that place, moving from that place within us that says, this is who I am, this is what I love, this is what I care about, this is why I'm here, because these are the things that I've decided for myself, and then aligning our action and choices to match those things. That's the essence of meaningful living. And that's how we do it. It becomes a life of motion and action and movement when we do that. But without understanding who we are from within and then aligning our external life with our actions and choices, we're not living authentic to who we are. And then the more separation there is from who we are within, from the way we're living externally, the relationships that we have, the lifestyle choices that we're making, the career that we're in, the friends that we have, where we live, the more out of alignment that those things are with our inner state, the more discord and dissatisfaction and depression that we're going to experience in our life. That's why so many of us are miserable because we don't have a sense of an inner state. We're being led by this external, exterior authorities, all the social media, all the expectations, all the nonsense, all the fake reality because so much of our world is fake. It's not even real. It's not authentic at all. And Because of that, inauthentic living creates deep depression and sadness. Only through authenticity and interconnection do we find fulfillment in our lives. And that's the recipe for a meaningful life. But you, each of us, have to define what that is and then align our action and choices to who we discover that we are and what matters to us. These are the ways that we infuse everyday life with purpose and meaning. And you can leverage meditation, you can leverage prayer, you can leverage journaling, you can listen to meaningful music and podcasts, you can read, infusing spiritual infused works to uh, enrich and uplift your life. There are all kinds of things that we can do on a daily basis, small little things that can empower us to live a life of meaning and ultimately create inner fulfillment in our lives. All of us hold the power. You hold the power to your life. You hold the power and meaning to your life, to your existence. You hold the answers. No one else. No one else. You are the guru of your own being. Never forget that. It's okay to learn from other people, to get inspiration from other people, to have guidance from other people. Seek them out. Help them. Help you. Because when we align with ourselves, we will find that people present themselves. Teachers, mentors, opportunities come to our life because we're now attracting. We're aligning who we are within, our, within ourselves. We're taking action and choices that align with that. And life is now supporting us in that journey. That's the essence of co-creation. As we set the standard from within and then we show the world that we believe that and we do it through our actions, our choices, And then all that stuff starts to coordinate together to co-create the reality that we're envisioning. We are the creators of our existence, but we don't do it on an island. And it it has to happen from within us because if not, we are absolutely living true to someone else's lives. And if we are not deciding what life we are living, we are living the life of someone else. That's what it is, y'all. So that's why this work is so important. 
Honestly, in my mind, there's no more important work than the work of self-discovery and anchoring to our world from within. So remember this. Look within ourselves for happiness and fulfillment. Things that you seek in the world that you are searching for outside of yourself are waiting there within you to be discovered. But we have to take the time to do that, to do the work, to spend with ourselves, to be connected to who we are, and to learn about who we truly are from within, to uncover that authentic self and allow the treasures and richness of your being to expand and share out into the world. That's the essence of what this work is about. There's no more important work than that journey, the journey of self-discovery and self-expression, living true to who you are. Don't forget, enjoy it, live it, embrace learning, embrace continuous improvement, embrace discovery, and love who you are. Embrace who you are at the core, all the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's the key to inner fulfillment. You can do this now, man. Y'all got this, y'all. You got it. It's just there waiting to be discovered. So I encourage you to take action and live authentic to who you are. So with that being said, that's all I got for today's episode. If you, oh, I forgot to mention too, launched a broker practice. It's brand new. So if you are a business owner or know a business owner who's looking to potentially sell their profitable cash flowing business, small business, I'm serving Main Street. These are small businesses, y'all. If you got a business or you know someone that has a business that they may want to retire or have a succession plan in place, hit me up. I got a new business that I'm rolling out and it's connecting buyers and sellers of private businesses to help the entrepreneur to continue that American dream. I love entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur myself. And so it's great to be in a business that I believe fully and and aligned within my heart. Honestly, y'all, this is the, for me, just like this work, I talk about all this stuff. This is my version of this, finding things that align with me based on who I am and allowing that stuff to come to me. I had no idea about brokering until a few years ago. And it was a lot of prayer and clarity that I, I truly believe brought this path, this career into my life. So it's viable, it's doable, it's doable for you. But, so if you have any, if you have anybody that may be interested in that, hit me up. You can also just hit me up if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, any of that. On Twitter, I'm at Brandon Lee Ward. On LinkedIn, I'm Brandon L. Ward. My website's brandonleeward.com. With that being said, until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.